Welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And leave us a review while you're there so others can find the show too. My guest today is Rachel Breslauer. Rachel recently received her master's degree in soil science from WSU. She was advised by Dr. Haiying Tao, Extension Soil Fertility and Residue Management Specialist. Rachel is originally from New York State. She received her bachelor's degree in agriculture and soil science at Cornell University. Rachel's fascination with low rainfall dryland cropping systems motivated her to come out west. During her master's degree, she studied the effects of compact subsoils on winter wheat root systems and productivity in the Palouse region. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Drew. So the Palouse is known for deep, fertile soils. What could possibly be limiting root systems in this environment? Unfortunately, the, the idea that the Palouse region has infinitely deep soils is a myth. Um, while in many areas we have deep, fertile soils all the way down, um, we also have many compact paleosols, which are old soils um, in the Palouse region. Um, and these can be at various steps throughout a Palouse field. Um, these compact subsoils formed over 18,000 years ago and are highly weathered, um, which has caused many of them to have high concentrations of clay and to be very compact. On top of this, these compact subsoils, we have various steps of less, and that's the, the good stuff, um, the stuff that it's easy for roots to develop through. Unfortunately, high clay subsoils are not a good medium for roots to grow through. They have very small pores that are hard for roots to push through um, and may limit their ability to grow deeper into the soil. And that was the main aim of the project that we conducted was to see uh, if compact subsoils were limiting rooting depth uh, in the Palouse region for winter wheat. Okay, so in your work and your sampling, how common was it to find a restricted root zone? Was it something you could find in almost every field or was it uh, fairly rare? It was interesting because while we found roots developed uh, deep down in the subsoil, we, we measured all the way down to four feet um, in 40 profiles across the eastern Palouse, um, one field in Whitman County and one field in Lataw County. And we found that about 38% of the profiles that we measured had roots that had rooting depths of less than or equal to three and a half feet. This is pretty surprising to us, considering that we account for um, uh, winter wheat root systems going down to either going down to six feet or drawing from resources down to six feet in the profile. So it's a lot, we saw that many, many profiles were fairly shallow compared to what we expected. Um, only about 30% of profiles had roots developed down to depths of four feet in the profile. Well, that is, that is quite a bit different than I would have expected too. So what impact did shallow root system depth have on the crop? So we found in general uh, that we had more subsoil water uh, below areas where we had shallow root systems. This could be because of two main reasons. 
One is that the root systems could be isolated from subsoil water and thereby not able to take it up. Um, but it's also possible that areas where we had um, roots restricted, we also had water flowing um, sideways in the profile. Um, we know that uh, areas that tend to restrict roots may also restrict the flow of water. Um, so we're not really sure at this time um, if uh, uh, areas where we had more roots, we also had poor subsoil water, or we had wetting late in the season. Okay. And, and I would assume that a crop that, you know, a lot of people think their crop is accessing water down to four, five, six feet in the case of wheat. And if it's not, um, it's probably not going to perform up to the expectations they have. And maybe even the management of the crop might be different than uh, you'd have if, if you knew you only had three feet of soil there. That's correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, another interesting thing, another interesting effect that we had um, was areas that we had more subsoil water, we also generally had lower crop yields. So that suggests that maybe there is some sort of agronomic impact to of, uh, of poor rooting depth and maybe poor subsoil water use. So how can farmers manage their root restriction or how can farmers manage root restrictions in their cropping systems? We found that areas where we had fewer roots in the profile, we also had more compact soils. Um, so this suggests that uh, a way to improve root system depth in the, um, in the PLUS might be to break up these compact subsoils. We haven't done any studies um, looking at how effective potential solutions might be, but one potential solution would be incorporating a taprooted crop like canola into the crop rotation. Um, taprooted crops can sometimes open up more pores deep down in the subsoil. Um, they tend to have stronger root systems than um, winter wheat, which has um, a fairly has a fibrous root system, so it might not be able to penetrate um, these really these really strong subsoils. So it's hard for us to say exactly what the best way is forward, but there are potential solutions um, such as growing canola and introducing that into rotations. So what's the next step uh, in the research that you're doing or that somebody else might be doing uh, following up on what you've discovered in this study? Yeah. Um, there are no direct plans for um, for doing long-term rotational studies with canola and looking at subsoil water use and um, and soil physical compaction. Um, but I think we've had some really good interactions with farmers who are growing canola and um, and hearing back from them about what um, what sort of changes they're seeing in their system. So currently we don't have any plans for future studies following up on this research, but um, we definitely are listening to farmers who are growing canola in this area and seeing what effects they're seeing. Okay, well congratulations on uh, receiving your MS degree. What's, what's in your future plans? Mm -hmm. Um, in the immediate future, I am currently working, um, still working for the soil fertility lab um, that I did my master's in, writing extension publications um, and getting this information out to the public. Um, but I'm looking at beginning a PhD program um, in the fall and currently applying to, um, to programs mostly in agronomy right now. Um, in the summer, I'm going to take some time off um, and go hiking for a while. Um, so I'm really enjoying um, being able to take advantage of um, the Western U.S. and exploring that. Well, thank you for coming in and spending some time with us and talking about this very interesting uh, project you have on uh, soil restrictive layers in the Palouse. Thank you, Drew. 
Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear on future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time.